Mixing It Up with the Fitness Community is a podcast created by Fitmix that introduces you to local health and fitness individuals along with their stories. Episode 8, Andres Trujillo with the New Mexico Runners. On this episode, Andres talks about arena soccer and how it differs from outdoor soccer. He also talks about the first couple of seasons along with their goals going forward. Hey, Andres, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Sarah? Good. Thanks for asking. Okay, so you are joining us because you are the president and CEO of the New Mexico Runners Professional Arena Soccer Team. Yes, ma'am. Some people may not know that New Mexico has a professional arena soccer team. So talk to us about how that even got started in the first place. So, yeah. So one thing is, is arena soccer has been around for uh, quite a while since the, uh, since the seventies. And so we play in the major arena soccer league and we actually got founded in 2018. And so we've been around for a couple of years and uh, we just rounded out our, our second season back in March. And so, yeah, arena soccer, it's uh, one of those things where it's exciting, fast paced, high scoring, and, and for most people, it's kind of hard to understand playing soccer indoors, and they kind of don't understand how the uh, how the mechanics work. Do you, I get questions of, oh, do you play on a full-size soccer field inside? And, and the answer is no, it's actually playing soccer on a hockey rink-sized field. So in New Mexico, there's been teams that have been around on a semi-professional level back in the late 80s, early 90s. But it, unfortunately, it disappeared. Um, it just wasn't, uh, I guess, popularity with it. And so it kind of disappeared. And I know leagues d- dissolved back then. And then there's opportunity to bring a team to this market. I jumped on that. And yeah, and we're, uh, we're getting ready for season three, which is at the end of this year. <laughs> That's awesome. How did the first two seasons go for the runners? First season was great. I mean, kicking things off is a uh, is always a challenge. Kind of building up, building things up, and you know, building up your business, building up the organization, building up the staff uh, required to uh, operate a sports organization. And so, first year was great. It, we we, uh, we got through it successfully, and and of course, the successes obviously showcased in season two as we had a successful season two. And uh, unfortunately, it was tough because we our season did get cut short due to the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And we actually uh, got sh- cut short three games. We had two, two games and left to play in Mexico and, uh, and one more home game that, uh, that got canceled. So, mm-hmm. um, so a, tough, a tough finish for us uh, in our second season. But at the end of the day, it's, it's great. We had a, we've had successful two seasons. Um, we and uh, and we're just ready and focused on building up for for our season three. Yeah, when does season three start? December of this year. Awesome. And mm-hmm. do you think it'll still go off without a hitch, despite everything going on right now? I'm hoping. Uh, <laughs> we're mm-hmm. our staff, and we're planning on it. We're planning on uh, we're putting the pieces in place to ensure we have a third season. Our fingers are crossed. We're. Yeah, we're lighting those candles and uh, praying and hoping that uh, it does things. This this whole thing settles out and we can re- kind of resume our our, our our normal lives. 
But again, the uncertainty, we just, with the uncertainty, we just don't know. For us, we're planning on, on kicking it off uh, in December. Awesome. And where do you get the players from? Are you recruiting locally or is this like a national kind of recruitment process? So it's both. I, my focus and our head coach focus uh, focuses on local players. I think there's a lot of local talent in soccer that goes un- unnoticed. And um, I mean, we do recruit outside as well, outside the state. And at this past season, about 90% of our players were local and about 10% were uh, from out of state, like California, Colorado, and, and Las Vegas, Nevada. So we do focus on the local talent as there, like I mentioned before, sometimes players uh, go off to college. And, and one thing that, that happens is that when these players go off to college, they do their thing, they play soccer. Um, they're on their pathway to run up the, the hierarchy of, of, uh, of soccer. Well, unfortunately in New Mexico, what happens a lot in our communities is that these athletes have to come home and help their families with, with work and bills and in the household. And, and so they end up kind of losing track on their, on their dreams, on their, on their career pathways, and, and they end up coming home. And so my focus is long, uh, along with our head coach is to pick these guys up and give them a platform to play. A lot of these players have roots already established here they may have uh, wives or or kids and and they kind of establish their roots but they are still talented uh, soccer athletes and mm-hmm. so we pick those guys up and these guys come from and they graduate from cleveland high school rear rancho volcano vista del norte highland um, played at unm when unm had their men's uh, soccer program so um, but but again our, our focus is the local scene that's that's what we like to to promote because uh, you know we are a locally owned operated uh, professional sports team have many of these players also played maybe at like unm or any of the local colleges as well yes uh we've had we've had i would say about uh 15 of our guys have played soccer for, for unm they went they did those rounds they played at unm then they went to another level playing in usl uh or or playing in, de- in a developmental uh, academy or league or whatnot and so, uh, but again, they, they end up coming back home and they're here and they're, you know, they still have it in them. They still have gas in the tank and they want to play. And so yeah. we're, we're able to, to utilize their talents on our squad. Yeah. And like you said, I think it's, it's totally different from like outdoor soccer, which is probably like refreshing to them if they've obviously played outdoor soccer their entire life, whether it be like middle school, high school, college, and then they come into the arena style soccer where it's much more fast paced. Everything is just much more exciting. So it's probably refreshing and fun for them as well. Absolutely. And, and like you said, it's it, the different style of pace is very, very uh, attractive to the, the, a lot of these guys. And wh- when you look at a, at a soccer athlete, the one thing that's really interesting about indoor guys is everybody that plays indoor soccer or arena soccer can play outdoor. But not everybody mm-hmm. that plays outdoor soccer can play indoor soccer, yeah. uh, due to the due to the proximity, uh, the the amount of t- uh, the amount the frequency you touch the ball, uh, mm-hmm. the frequency of uh, of passing. When you are in the indoor game, you're passing and your touches are less than a second. They could they and and you're never holding the ball more than two seconds because of the fact that you're it is so tight uh, of an environment and just so everybody knows uh, indoor soccer is six v six so five five field players per team and a goalkeeper and so these guys run a lot more than they do outdoor 
And, and I mean, our coach will attest to that and, and tell you, the, our guys run a lot more uh, than if you were to, to play an outdoor game. Absolutely. And it's a lot of just sprinting, you know, back and forth. It's like one minute the ball is down the other end and then like a second later it could be down at the other end. So you're constantly sprinting back and forth. It's really tiring from experience. <laughs> you sometimes you get tired watching it. I, I know. Yeah. Like outdoor <laughs> soccer, like I would be, I was a goalie. So in outdoor soccer, but like I refuse to be a goalie in indoor soccer. Cause like, it's just scary. Like they can like shoot the ball from half field, you know, and it would still be like a really powerful kick. And you're like, you have to be on your toes and like ready at all times when you're goalie indoor, whereas like outdoor, you're a little bit like kind of just chill back there sometimes, depending on. Yes. Yes. So outdoor, the goal is, is much wider. Um, with yep. the indoor, the, the goal is only eight foot, uh, eight foot tall by 14 foot wide. So yeah. the, the target is actually smaller. And like you said, when someone's coming up to take a shot, you're, you're literally maybe 10, I mean, 10, 15 feet away uh, from the goal and, and they are lasering that thing in a, in a smaller target. So you got to be crazy to be a goalkeeper. So, <laughs> absolutely. but yeah, indoor, um, I played, I play like rec every now and then at the facility off of Paseo mm-hmm. and holy moly. <laughs> that's a different level of soreness. Like your hip flexors need to be prepared for that next day. It's crazy. Just like the amount of running back and forth if you're not used to it. Yes. And, and a lot of times uh, you know, when people ask, okay, well, when you see and experience indoor soccer, what's it like? And, and a lot of it, I like to say, Hey, it's like hockey and soccer put together because yeah. your free substitution folks are, are, are going a hundred, 10%, 110 miles an hour for, mm-hmm. for at least two minutes. And then they, and then they do a quick shift, uh, a switch in the, in, in the lineup. And then another shift comes in and then another two minutes goes by. And then it's another shift that comes in real quick. So, so that fast pace, I mean, the, the energy and the stamina required for, for the game is, is amazing. And, and watching our guys play, it blows my mind of, of how fit they are and how, how much they need in order to stay on top of their game, to be able to compete because it's not an easy game. Most people think, okay, well, outdoor soccer, we kind of, you know, you kick the ball, the field is super, super wide and long. So, so we can just kick the ball way over there and whatnot with the indoor, with the indoor game. You can't do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Putting it that way, like a hybrid of hockey and soccer is definitely, I think will make people realize the speed of the sport a lot more that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Of, like the experience, talk about like how this is kind of a great atmosphere for kids and families. Like I bet a lot of like younger soccer teams enjoy coming to the games. Absolutely. One thing we focus on in our organization is families. Uh, I think uh, I mean, I'm born and raised here, so I graduated from Valley, went to UNM and graduated UNM. But I, I just feel like families are the focus in order to create balance with uh, within our communities. And so, you know, we are 100% family owned and operated. We're, we're 100% locally owned and operated, uh, born and raised. Uh, you know, we're New Mexico's uh, born and raised, only 100% locally owned professional sports team. And, you know, when I when I say this, it's it's in our organization, 
my wife does our game operations. My mom is our head of our ticketing. You know, my uncle helps with the, with sales and sponsorships. My sister helps with VIPs and partnerships and whatnot. So we are actually 100% local. We're all about that family unit. And we want that message to be translated in what we do at our games. And so bringing families to our games, the engagement, it's what it's all about. Bringing out these, the local sports team, uh, youth sports teams, the soccer teams, a 4-H club, the, the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, you name it. We bring, we bring out folks to come out to the game to experience a uh, fun, exciting, fast pace, and just all out entertaining atmosphere. Um, as, as you know, we engaged with the fans and, and so we bring fans onto the field during timeouts and, and quarter breaks and halftime to participate and do fun activities. And so being able to do that is a unique experience because you don't get to do that in, in most professional sports settings where you can bring people onto the field to participate in these kind of things. And so it just gives fans and families uh, uh, another way to, to enjoy something together. And I mean, I know last year we had you out there and uh, we had you competing a little bit and you were uh, kicking the soccer ball around. So from you, you, you tell me what your experience was with that and let your listeners know. <laughs> it definitely took me back to my days when I was like 10 years old and I grew up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We had the Harrisburg heat. That was mm-hmm. our yep. soccer They're team. still around. Yeah. They're oh still around. Gosh. That was, those were the days, honestly. Like we would go there with like our, you know, U10, U11 team and we would be the ball girls that day. So it honestly took me back to that. <laughs> and I was like, man, life was so fun and simple back then where we like look forward to being the ball girls. And we thought it was like the coolest thing, you know, to do. So I totally think that having this indoor soccer team here is amazing for our youth to see, you know, if they want to pursue soccer down Mm -hmm. the road, they have an avenue aside from just, you know, playing in high school and college, like they could have Mm -hmm. play for the runners. Yes. Getting them involved in the games and everything gives them like even more hope and gets them more involved and excited about the process and being a part of it. No, I think that's cool. I didn't. That's one thing I didn't know about you that you yeah. did go to to heat games. Oh that is pretty gosh, cool. Yes, <laughs> purple and orange. Those are the colors. <laughs> I think I still have pom poms like around somewhere, <laughs> and a soccer ball like, signed by the players back then. You know, I got to tell you, like, kind of like coming back to what you were saying about how it kind of brings you back and whatnot. One thing that's really cool about our organization and our players and and our head coach and is that a lot of our players, their parents, their dads used to play together back when they were younger. And, Mm -hmm. and so what it does is actually creates what what we're doing in our organization is it creates a legacy with these athletes because Mm -hmm. now they said, wow, our dads played together. Our dads played with our head coach with, you know, our head coach. And so mm-hmm. it creates a legacy and it creates a sense of pride and, and passion and positivity in the community where, hey, we can we're we're all doing this together. We all have a common uh, goal to to provide this uh, this community lift up. And and that's really, really one thing that's really unique about what we do with our organization. And and I in my experiences with the with indoor soccer than any other sport that we have locally that I've been involved with is that it has brought everyone together on our staff level, on our athlete level. I, I mean, talking to our about our staff, the funny thing is, is that our PA announcer went to the, went to high school with our, with one of our game directors in Los Alamos, but they didn't even know they were uh, they were 
going to basically reunite until, you know, they started working for the runners last year. And then, and then cool thing is this year is our PA announcer, his two boys, they play for us. And so it's uh, it, the, the connections are are so unique with our organization. Uh, it is very, very uh, amazing. And this makes you feel really good because it really is bringing everyone together. That's awesome. So looking forward to season three, when will your schedule be released? Or do you already know? So we're looking to try and get our schedule out by, uh, by September. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, with, with all this going on right now, we don't know what's going to happen uh, regarding scheduling. Um, unfortunately, because the, the, the MASL, the Major Arena Soccer League, had, uh, has definitely stopped operations for everybody. And, and I mean, we're still, we're still out there doing our thing and preparing, but, but the league itself, you know, they canceled this last season. And so everything's on standby right now. And so, I mean, there's been, there's been say, there's been talk of teams in California saying they may not even start until uh, 2021, which obviously could affect us. Say California decides, oh, okay, we're all going to just uh, push all sports teams until 2021. Then it, uh, we'll assume that the rest of the country will follow. But as of right now, we're expected our schedule to be released by, uh, by September. Hopefully that's, that's the target date for the, the league wants to get our schedule out. Fingers crossed. We're just being, we're, you know, we're just crossing our fingers. We're, we're hoping everybody's staying safe with everything. And, and that's our, that's our first priority and uh, first concern is our community being safe. And of course we want to make sure that everyone's safe before anything happens within our operations. But again, we're, we're hopeful. Yeah. Awesome. My fingers and my toes for you guys. Do you guys have tryouts? Like before every We do. Yes, we do. Yeah, we host tryouts uh, every August and September. So every year we host in August, September, and um, we open it up to anybody and, and everybody that wants to come and try and see, try and see if they can play, uh, play with the big boys, as they say. Last year, we, I want to say we've had a couple of guys come out and try out and make the squad, just guys that play recreationally. And they're like, hey, you know what, I'm just going to try this out. And they come out and they, uh, they actually made the squad. So uh, so yeah, every year we do host tryouts and that's open, open to the public. And how would you like post about that? Like, just so if someone hears this and they're interested in trying out, how should they learn about that? We, uh, we put everything on our social media where we're, uh, we, we push uh, most of our information on our social media, our website, you know, of course our social media is New Mexico runners at NM runners, um, our website, new Mexico runners.com, but that's where we put all our, uh, put all our information. So, and we always announce our tryouts and, uh, whatnot. And, uh, interestingly enough, we do get a lot of folks who come out from out of state to come down and, and try it out. So it's, uh, it's really cool, uh, to see these guys come down and, and, uh, they want to, they want to see if they can, they can handle it and, uh, play at a higher level. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. So if anyone out there is listening to this, pay attention to their social media. If you're looking to try out or if you want to go to a game, keep your fingers and toes crossed, right? Absolutely. And and one thing I just wanted to to mention is as a a fan coming to these games and supporting our local athletes, it means a lot. uh, Supporting our local coaching staff, it means a lot because these athletes are are guys that have had dreams to play in the MLS, uh, play in the Premier League or play around the world and whatnot. Um, And so these guys are are your local uh, superstars. These guys are the ones that are that are out there. They get into the community. They they they're there for fans. I mean, they'll they'll if he, they love. It. I mean, I'll give her give an example. 
example, our goalkeeper, Casey Gasson, he went to uh, uh, La Cueva and, and uh, El Dorado. He's, he's one of those guys that's all about the community and he's there for, for the game and, and loves what, what he does. You know, our, our head coach is a, is a pro soccer hall of famer. Our head coach, Steve Famoletta, he graduated from Cibola High School, um, and he's in the Cibola Athletics Hall of Fame. He's in the Pro Soccer Hall of Fame. So when you talk about talent, I mean, our head coach, uh, Famoletta, he, he's the top of the line in indoor soccer that we, we believe in. He's, and we're blessed because we have this individual here in our own community. And so, I mean, when you when you got guys like uh, our coaching staff and our, and our athletic squad, like who we have here, it's, it's really important to get out and support these guys and, and their, their goal to, to bring you, uh, lift you up as a community and bring you sports entertainment. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up this episode? Absolutely. We just want our our New Mexico uh, to get behind what we got going on here. You know, going on our third season, uh, we've proven to be successful as as we've gone through successfully two seasons and we're gearing up for season three and we want to get behind this this is new mexico's team we we appreciate our fans and and thank our season ticket holders and and i mean we have fans coming in from los alamos so uh every uh i think this season we had a, a family come in from los alamos four out of the six games we played so fans are there we have fans in new mexico and we want you guys to get behind what we have going on here we're locally owned and operated and uh, supporting this uh, helps build our community and build the build the common denominator. I, I know we live in a divisive world, and uh, and it's and it's unfortunate. But at the same time, you know this is a common denominator we can all get behind. And and the New Mexico runners are that. We're we're a platform to bring everyone together and just support us. You know, get information at NewMexicoRunners.com. We we do have our season three ticket uh, season tickets on sale now. So uh, mm-hmm. and they start as low as seventy three dollars for seven home games. So uh, you get a big bang for your buck. It's the best uh, and most exciting form of uh, entertainment you can spend your dollar on here locally. And uh, yeah, just uh, go runners. Very cool. Yes, go runners. All right. Thank you, Andres, for joining us today. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Sarah. And uh, we got to get you out again to, uh, to, the, to one of our games for season yes, three. Definitely. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the Mixing It Up with the Fitness Community podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Next week, Sarah talks with one of the owners of Big Barn CrossFit, Jonathan Smith. He talks about the impact the coronavirus has had on Big Barn, what differentiates them from other CrossFit boxes, and more.